Hi, this is Cameron, and today we have a team from St. Paul's Augusta. Let's hear what their experience has been, and let's start now. HopeCast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Will's Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham-Vivanco. And I am not Jorge Luis Rodriguez. <laughs> I'm the co-founder of Education Will's Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I'm a member of the short-term mission team from St. Paul's uh, Church in Augusta, Georgia. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. The hope of this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners and supporters, informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador. Because we could not do it without you. So thank you very much. And thank you, Kim. You did such a great job. It never gets old. Um, Sweet dear Jorge Luis, it is summer. He is running around doing a hundred things and... And I, uh, this is probably the third podcast I've had to do without him, but you guys have stepped up in great ways. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, as Ms. Kim said, we are here with members of the St. Paul's Augusta short-term mission team that have come and part of Block One. And so the very first thing I'd like to do is just ask you to introduce yourselves. Um, who are you and why, why are you here? <laughs> and yes. That way first. Okay, my name is Coleman Graham. Uh, my nickname is Coco. Wait, is- Graham? Yes. We haven't had just, this co- <laughs> just like your son. Yes. No, that's my maiden name. Like, oh. are we cousins? We might be. We might be. Okay, this is <laughs> interesting. Great. I just paid attention to your last name. Okay, well, back to you, Coleman. Sorry. Um, my nickname growing up was Coco, and I found that was easier for the people of Ecuador to say. So I was Coco all week, which was very nice. Uh, I decided to be on this mission experience because for the past two years, I had been a caregiver for my mother, and I felt like I was not fully present with my church, with my own family, and this door opened, and I felt like it was a wonderful opportunity for me. We're so glad you did. Thank Walk you. those doors. Next. I'm Gene Helmick from St. Paul's. Hi, Cameron, Margarita. <laughs> this is my third trip, and I'm always surprised when I come how optimistic and joyful the people are because mm. it's not always that way back home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming back. Hi, I'm Havila Chandler. I'm from St. Paul's, Augusta. Um, this is my first time in Ecuador. Uh, what was the thing I was supposed to say next? Um, why is it, how is it that you decided to come oh, on yeah. this team? Well, I was invited, and uh, at first I didn't think I was going to be able to come because uh, it's in the summer. I work in a toy shop, and all the kids are out, and I didn't think my boss was going to let me, but I asked him, and he said it was cool, and by the grace of God, I'm here. You're here. So. Oh, awesome. Well, this is Kim Butler again, and I am here because of Rose and Jean Helmick. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought Education Equals Hope to St. Paul's and have had such enthusiasm and passion for um, for the work that you're doing and for Ecuador, and it was hard 
not to to embrace it. Mm. Yes, we are very, very lucky and very thankful to have Rose and Jean. Um, and they have been supporters literally for decades. <laughs> they, they've been supporters since before Educational Hope existed, and they've watched the whole thing uh, happen and evolve. And um, it's just a joy and a privilege to get to do life. I get to look at Jean across the table as I say <laughs> this and um, and say thank you very, very much. Well, it's truly, truly amazing how Education Equals Hope has grown and expanded and covers other missions. It's just truly a work of God, and it's mm-hmm. just amazing to have seen it all this time. Amen. 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 Thanks. Um, the first question I have for you guys, so um, people, longtime listeners, because <laughs> we're a whole three seasons in, three seasons in uh, know that it's summer, and so that means teams, and we've had all of our interns on, um, and they've, they've gotten to share a little bit about their life and story, and, and now what's happening is teams, the school year is wrapping up. And uh, that will happen at the end of June, early July, and then um, all the school children of the world of Ecuador, because not around the world, will go, yay, summer vacation. Uh, and so that part is still, of course, going and going strong as we finish out the school year. But because it's summer in the States, and Havala, I'm so glad that your boss was <laughs> was willing to let you off for, the, for a week this summer. Yeah, me too. Uh, the uh, short-term teams come to join us in the ministry and join us in the work. Um, obviously, students, that's 365 days a year. They're still wonderful children learning and growing, even on summer vacation. And the ministry sites do that year-round and walk with them. But we have the chance and the opportunity with teams to come alongside those ministry sites and just encourage them and encourage uh, spiritually physically with some uh, Gene the Machine, (laughs) some hard labor, uh, with the tasks of life. My mother used to say all the time, Cameron, it's just easier when you're around. It's easier to do things. And the older I get, the more I think, well, gosh, she was right again (laughs) about that and a hundred other things. But Y'all coming in and coming alongside, you've been at Cristo Liberador for the last little bit and a day at Second Chances, Um, coming alongside those ministry sites and just saying, hey, we see you, we're with you, you're not alone, and doing the physical uh, work and help and the emotional work and help of engaging students. So that's kind of the big picture. My question for y'all is what has surprised you? over the last week, whether that be culturally or in the program, what's what's been a surprise? Well, what really drew me to the program was you talked about um, that it was relationships over projects, people over projects. And I really liked the sound of that, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned now that we're on our last day is that it was an exhausting process at times, but it was a transformative process. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised how easy it was to connect to the people of Quito. Mm. Um, They were so welcoming and so warm and happy. They were just so happy. Um, I also traveled on this trip with my daughter, who's 20. And like I said, I felt like I wasn't really fully present with her the past couple of years. And this has been transformative for us, too. And to see my daughter work like she has this week 
makes this mama's heart so happy (laughs) um, that she had all of that in her. And to see how she connected with the people and the Mm -hmm. people connected with her, that was very heartwarming. Mm -hmm. And I am a school teacher, and this is my 38th year teaching. And, of course, I was drawn to all of the children, and it was just so natural. I mean, five-year-olds are five-year-olds, no matter where they are. So it was very easy to connect Mm -hmm. with them, and we really enjoyed making art with them um, yesterday. Awesome. Mm, Thanks. Thanks, Coleman. Coco. Well, this is my third trip, and being at Christo, it's it's always an amaze amazes me how joyful they are, but also how Mother Lourdes just takes on more and more tasks and taking <laughs> on a brand new building, converting it from I guess apartments and houses or whatever it was into a church. Her vision to do that and really take two sledgehammers and start converting that building is just to me amazing that anyone would do that and she does it with a a joyful heart and a smile on her face and a tambourine (laughs) in church and and also how her husband jose is always right there supporting her Mm -hmm. and working just as hard to make her dreams come true it's just very very surprising and very joyful And I think the tambourine was probably another surprise for you guys. <laughs> we might take that back to St. Paul's. <laughs> Dr. Biddy, I think they're coming for you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but can he dance behind the altar uh, like I don't Mother Lord does? Anybody can dance like they can dance. The junior warden is like. Oh, <laughs> Eric Montgomery <laughs> has a big challenge. <laughs> uh, what surprised me? I'm going to go off of what. Coleman said, uh, everybody was so warm and welcoming here. Uh, and, like, despite the language barrier, it was it was really easy to have a good time and, it's, and laugh and work with all these people. Everyone was smiling all the time. They always ma- made you feel like you were welcome uh, in the construction site and cooking in the kitchen and the church service and all that. Yeah. But everyone mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I tried to be intentional entering this process. Um, I wanted to go into it with an open heart and be open to learning and taking things in. And I had the expectation that I would probably take more from Mm -hmm. the experience than I even had to offer. So that didn't surprise me. Um, But what, what, did surprise me was that um, I was able to meet the youth minister at Christo. And we had a little time to share experiences um, and to brainstorm. And he gave me some ideas for things that I want to take back and Mm -hmm. do with the youth at St. Paul's. And in having the experience of going to these different ministry sites and learning about all the different ministries that you are offering um, to to the people of Ecuador, and it it was there were so many things. It, it's so holistic, and and that's what 
is is so effective mm-hmm. because if you're just thinking about how to improve um, education and you're not looking at the whole person and the whole community, um, you're not putting a person in place to learn. Um, but what you are have in this in this place, I thought this is something we could be doing in downtown Augusta. And this is something because there's a lot of energy. There's some really great things happening um, to serve our downtown community in Augusta. Mm-hmm. And there are things happening here in South America that have applications to our community at home. So I think that being engaged in this ministry with you is actually strengthening not only it's it's not only impacting your community, it is impacting our community at mm-hmm. home. It's it's making us um, you know, we all rise together. And 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 that has what has, has surprised me is that what you're doing is 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 are things that we can be doing too. Mm, mm, thank you, thank you, Kim. That's it's just so exciting when when someone can articulate what you hope you're doing uh, back to you to know that it is being communicated and and full circle. And what a gift! Thank you, thank you for that and for the encouragement. Um, you guys are, are amazing uh, in that um, coming. My next question for you is: uh, Where in this process has your own heart been uh, been touched by the divine. We always talk about in short-term mission that if it's done well, um, there's always an aspect of p- pilgrimage. And just, you know, a really light, easy question for you. Just, you know, wh- where, where did you see God? Where, do you, um, where, where might have this impacted your own heart? Well, we definitely saw God daily. Um, and one of the first things that I noticed was how beautiful Quito was the flowers and the foods. It was just such beautiful color. And I will tell you, if you come on a team, um, you will need to go on a diet right away when you go home because these people are so hospitable and the food is so fresh and the breads and uh, we've just really enjoyed eating. And it was just amazing to me. We did visits at homes and they were just so giving of their time and their cooking talents. And we just have had so many wonderful meals. We've had empanadas and we've had quimbolitas. Quimbolitas. Oh, yum. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna have a little lesson at St. Paul's when we get back. And we're going to make some because that was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed those. Um, and so that is where I've been touched, not only with the children, but with the the way that they've been so hospitable, um, not only the people of Quito and Cristo Librador, but even our interns. Our interns have been so hospitable. Uh, JD, shout out to JD and Donna and Tripp, who have really taken care of us. I think it's like herding cats sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when we're getting on and off the bus, but um, they have been awesome and they are very knowledgeable and they've been very well trained because they took good care of us. Yay, yay, interns, yay. <laughs> Talking about the herding the cats, you may be 
did too good of a job with your pre-field training, um, <laughs> with us not being time-focused. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. We were really embracing the moments we were in. Connecting and, with people constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Anyway, so we they 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 earned um, they earned their pay this <laughs> yes. week. Yes, they did. That's awesome. Well, I'm a retired engineer, so where I saw God was knocking down those walls <laughs> and piling that concrete on, and seeing that building really start to change, mm-hmm. and and being able to see Lourdes's vision when we looked at her diagrams. At, at Cristo, and she said, this is going to be the church, and we're going to have the sanctuary, and you walk in that building and think, hmm, somebody hasn't been paying attention or whatever, but after we spent days knocking stuff down, and look, at, you can see her vision, mm, and it, it'll be, it makes such a difference for those people and for us to be able to have participated in that, and we all hope we can be back when it's finished to have a service there. You're here. I'll sign you up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw God in a lot of, I guess you could say simple things, like kids chasing around the pigeons uh, in the park or just standing in the church and just kind of sitting in the vibe of, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's really easy to see God here um, I guess especially because of how well people work together, mm. um, the community and the team building that we have done. Uh, is, I'm not used to, not used to that kind of thing. Um, but everyone was so, so cool. Like I said before, I'm a pretty simple person. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think working together as a team, uh, building uh, relationships with everybody is probably where I saw it most because... I need a lot of help building relationships, and I think God really guided me in that aspect. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely, uh-huh. it reminds me of that. We we looked at John fifteen together, right? That yeah. that first day, and I'm just so struck by that teaching that people know that we're followers of God by how we treat each other, right? And forming that community, and how vital it is, and and how often it's overlooked um, because we either we take it for granted. Or it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Or, but it, that's that's where so much of of the meat of life is. That's thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am currently serving as director of children, youth, and intergenerational ministries at St. Paul's, and um, I think where I saw God was in the intergenerational mm-hmm. relationships that um, we observed definitely at Christo, um, but really everywhere. Mm -hmm. And um, to be in the church, we were in the church on Friday and Saturday, and the church was filled all day with people of all ages. And the intimacy and the love and the care and affection that just happened so Mm -hmm. easily between everyone. And when we're in a period where so many people are isolated and alone, um, it it felt like the richest 
place mm-hmm. in the world. Um, it was there the the community there is is just um, and the love and um, our with our goodbye um, that Christo shared. Party? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean that was a top life moment to me, especially seeing Jean the Machine dance. <laughs> but um, but I everyone, everyone was completely into it. And even people I think who maybe weren't physically able mm-hmm. to get on the dance floor, they were just as much a part of it sitting there with smiles and joy and there was there was so much love and joy in that room it, it will that is a moment I will never forget it wasn't just a moment it lasted <laughs> but um but it, songs. it was it was and it was from the smallest to the oldest mm-hmm. and um and it was there was just there was a lot of love there, mm. and, um, and 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 that was definitely God was That's in that beautiful. place. And to piggyback off of what you said, it was so special that they took the time to have American music that we know well mm. in the playlist, like YMCA. I don't think I've done that in ten years. <laughs> but we actually was... got a text. We're in a meeting on Sunday afternoon, like preparing for the next team. They're like, "Oh, Angel's wanting to know what songs." They were like, "Oh, these," but that, I mean, that he thought of that, yeah, and it was so special. Oh, way to go, Uncle. Yeah, he's so great. And to see your junior warden dance oh, to Grace <laughs> was. Truly amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being a part of the Hopecast today. Thank you for being a part of this. Um, I'm thrilled that that you'll have this to share with St. Paul, some real on-the-ground thoughts and reflections. But for our larger Educational's Hope community, thank you for being willing to share what you're doing, what you're Right, where you're seeing God move and, and how that's impacting you. That is a gift as we create this Educational's Hope community together. We're all a part of it. If any of our listeners would like to bring a team, please write Celeste at Celeste at educationalshope.org and ask for information on how to bring a team. Right now, our biggest team um, Bring short-term teams program is here in Ecuador, but they are taking a team to Africa in October and the first team to Costa Rica in this coming August, so in just a few weeks. Um, but if you would like to bring a team, Celeste at educationalshope.org. If you'd like to be an intern, again, Caroline at educationalshope.org. And if you would like to support a student in a desperate and difficult place through one of these ministry sites that the teams get to visit, please go to educationalshope.org and you can sort through um, the different countries. We'd love for you to support Ecuador, but more than anything, we'd love for you to support wherever God has put on your heart. And you can choose that in the drop down menu. And we would love for you to join what we're doing. So thank you, Coco and Jean and Havilah and Ken. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.